You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. In the future, Planet of the Apes Monopoly won't be a board game. It will be a reality. Welcome to Grolix Nights. I'm Randy. I'm joined over the Voice of Tron by Jesse. Melanie will join us later, and today we have a special guest. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself, Brandon. Uh, my name is Brandon from the Technology Geek Podcast. Uh, I'm on the network uh, podcast network with uh, Randall and uh, the other guys. I'm really glad to be here. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, that's exactly it. We've I've been talking to you a lot on email. And so we thought we'd have you on the show. Um, but yeah, the Technology Geek joined up with us on the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. And I think it's been a really good addition to the network. Um, yeah. So I figured we could start off, we'll talk a little bit about you, get to know you and talk about your show and all that. And then, of course, later, since this is Grolix, we will talk about some comic books and Nightwing and stuff like that. It's, this is like a crossover episode. It's like Crisis on Infinite EMC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. You get to listen to you get to listen to Brandon over here, and then you can jump over and check out his show, which is good, by find, the way. You can find all of our stuff on electronicmediacollective.com. That's right. Get that off. Get off. Get that off. <laughs> right off the bat. Get that out of the way. <laughs> yes. Pluggage. Um, pluggage. That's a much better term than I usually use. <laughs> I don't know. It actually sounds like a medical condition. <laughs> I think it's, I think that it is that too. Um, wow, that went really gross. Uh, <laughs> Brandon's like, what am I doing here again? <laughs> <laughs> what have I gotten myself into? Uh, hey, I, you know, like I said, I'm used to everybody always wanting to come on my show. So I'm just enjoying not being the host, just hanging back here as the guest. Yeah, that's nice. Um, first off, I wanted to say about your show, The Technology Geek, Brandon, I wanted to say I admire anyone who can do um, a solo show, and you pull it off very well. It yeah. is very yes. hard. Like, I've tried a solo show on my other podcast, um, but it's kind of music-based, so I, I can always break away and play some music. But like to be able to actually fill a full full show, um, and you know what you're talking about. So I, I just wanted to say that I admire that quite a bit. That takes that takes talent. It's that's hard to do. Well, I, mean, I think the the big key to that is show prep. Uh, I actually find the first fifteen twenty minutes were actually f the kind of banter. You almost have to answer yourself. It actually is kind of weird. <laughs> Once we get to the tech news and then I answer the live calls, that's not too bad because that's interaction. But like the first 10, 15 minutes, if you don't have a good topic, yeah, you're just going to die out there. Yeah, it's tough. Um, so tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Technology Geek and also when did you start it? I know you're on episode 45. Four. Four? Um, yeah, actually, 45, I was actually just going to, like, link to you guys' this show. Oh, nice. Ah, awesome. Yeah, I like that. 
you know, we, we st- <laughs> we'll have listeners for one episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about true. Well, well, you know, I figured I can get off easy this week rather than having to, you know, do an hour of my own podcast and then come on you guys. I said, well, I'll just link to them and have an easy week. So that's what it's all about. Hey, that's cool. It gives I, – I like doing these nights, like having a monthly podcast. Um, like like we were talking about the editing is a real time killer. So doing a monthly podcast isn't too bad, but I still like doing these bonus episodes because I kind of like padding out the episode numbers, you know. I, I like having that extra content. Well, you know, I got to tell you, I, I mean, I do it every week. Mm-hmm. And if you get a really slow news week, the, the show could go down from like an hour and a half down to sometimes even 45 minutes. I hate to say that, but if it's a, like this last week was CES 2015, I mean, I probably could have filled more than an hour and a half just with the CES news. But certain weeks when you have really slow, like that week between like those two weeks of Christmas and New Year's, we almost always have to have guests because you just don't have enough tech news. I mean, that's when most people take their vacation time. So you just... Yeah, you got to improvise. When you're doing a solo show. You just you got to improvise. But I mean, I've listened to enough of uh, like coast to coast AM and radio shows, Alex Jones, and I've kind of learned their techniques how they fill time because those guys are all solo shows as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so when did you start doing the Technology Geek, and what kind of inspired you to uh, start a podcast? Uh, well, I mean, I guess I, I probably started it um, probably two years ago. Um, I didn't really start really taking it. I don't want to say take it seriously, but I didn't really start doing it every single week. Uh, to maybe about a, uh, maybe six, seven months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, I really wanted to do a, a tech show that was, you know, I, I listened to a lot of the other shows, like tech shows, and a lot of them are more gadgets and are like a very, they're not really meant for the, like, I'm an IT person. That's what I do for a living. And the shows I was listening to just weren't meant for the real, hardcore type of tech people. So I really wanted to get really a show that really had the really aimed more towards your higher level tech people rather than just maybe, you know, somebody that does it for a hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, not that there's anything wrong with those, you know, that type of group, but that was more where I was trying to aim my podcast towards more professional or prosumer than just consumer. Yeah. And, and two, I, I was really hoping too. if you guys, you, if you ever listen to my really hardcore tech ones, we actually go over, um, Stuff like circuit board design and, and things like that. Um, just stuff you don't think I don't think you'd really hear on just a regular, uh, you know, gadget podcast. Mm-hmm. So I imagine you listen to because I, I I suspect that everybody who runs their own podcast listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, what were some of the first podcasts you come across, and like which ones made you say, um, "Yeah, I could I could do this." Uh, well, I mean, definitely uh, Leo Laporte. I mean, his Twit network. I mean, uh, I mean, that's just like every. I mean, I don't think there's a geek out there that doesn't listen, tech geek anyway, that doesn't listen to his his set. Um, the other one too, at the time, I was really uh, really listening to, but they're not on anymore. Was uh, there was a, a couple of guys off Reddit that had something called the NetSec that was really about uh, network security. Uh, they don't really do it. Um, they don't really do. It. I don't think they do it anymore. I haven't seen a new episode up in a long time. And then uh, 2600, those guys do a really good uh, monthly podcast, and they're actually really good as well. Uh, lately, I've been listening to a lot more uh, and listen more to, I guess there's a lot of guys now that left SiriusXM and uh, started their own podcast. I'm listening to a lot of them lately, uh, like Anthony Cumia and Adam Carolla, a lot of those guys lately, just some comedy stuff. 
And you you talked about them a little bit on your last episode. Yes, you guys listen. Yep. Yes. Oh yeah. I'm not talking to. De- <laughs> it's so good to know you're not talking to dead air. You know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, I, I really respect a lot of those guys. I mean, we look at Corolla and, and Anthony Cumia. I mean, those guys are. I mean, they, they're, you're looking at a podcast that has you know half a million listeners. I mean, that's just amazing. You know, I mean, I mean, we look at numbers wise, just the infrastructure you need in the back end to support that many people listening at any given time is just amazing. Something weird. That was that was a lot of static. You still there? I'm here. Hello? I'm here. Hello. Okay. Yes. Yes. We got hit with a, a wave, a static wave. <laughs> Somebody just set off an EMP. It's like the Matrix. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the digital surf came in. Um. <laughs> One two, dude. That first Matrix was incredible. The second two were like really. Yeah. I. I <laughs> oh yeah. I totally uh. agree. Oh, well, I haven't forgiven them. I haven't forgiven them. Well, even the second one had its moments, but the third yes. one was like yes. like he spent like five minutes in the Matrix the entire movie. Yeah, I agree. Yes, I was I was kind of excited about the second one, and then it was like, okay, the next one's coming out really quickly, and that should have been awesome, but it wasn't. Well, they they this is an interesting aside, but yeah, I totally agree because. The second one had a lot of Matrix stuff, and that was good, but it was also kind of just a lot of filler, in a way. Like, they kind of did a little bit of world-building, like there's computer programs that could be like vampires or werewolves and ghosts, you know, whatever. Um, But it was kind of a lot of filler. And then the third one, they just dropped everything that made the Matrix movies cool. We don't care about this cheesy war story. In Scion, I was disappointed by those by the sequels because I thought like the Matrix trilogy could have been like the original Star Wars trilogy level. Like this is the franchise for that generation, but it just beep, kind of fell on his face. Well, I mean, you could come on now. You look at that scene with where he's fighting all the Smiths. It took like twenty-seven days to film just that one scene. So that was like a really redeeming quality of the of the the second one, but the third one. Uh, it was just like, when's it going to end? Mm-hmm. It just got crazier and crazier as it went on. Yeah. Yep. And, like, even if you break them down, break the sequels down to their ideas, um, as cliche as kind of like, I think, by that point, the, the whole savior um, uh, symbolism was, I think it's still like the ideas were there. They're not bad. They had the whole plot or the whole structure set up. Um, story-wise and it wasn't bad it's just i don't know what happened because if you watch the first one um it seems like there's more care taken for every shot every angle is kind of amazing in that movie oh it it stands alone you you could watch the first movie and not see the other two at all Mm -hmm. how did they make keanu reeves look so tall in those movies that's the amazing thing They probably gave him special shoes like Tom Cruise. I imagine those trench coats help cover the uh, platform oh, shoes yeah. or whatever. Yep. Photoshop. <laughs> Photoshop. <laughs> After Effects, I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. They stretched him on a rack. Medieval style. That's the original Photoshop. <laughs> Medieval rack? <laughs> the, yeah, the rack. That's the original Photoshopping. That's actually stretching people. Yeah, we're, yeah, but again, yeah. 
Oh man, this is this is totally different than anything you're gonna hear on my show. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's, it's... I was gonna say, welcome to Grolix. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's all pizza. It is. Uh, <laughs> uh, if anybody, if anybody wants to catch my show, it's thetechnologygeek.org. That's enough about me. We talk tech, ham radio, computers, programming, anything tech. You can go there and and, and check it out. Um, I'm going to keep going with this Matrix topic because this is a lot more fun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, Well, how about that architect, huh? Okay, let me ask you something. Do you think Will Smith is kicking himself in the butt? I mean, he was supposed to be the Neo character, and he dropped it to be in Wild Wild West. How good did that movie do? I mean, you have to wonder if, like, Will Smith just gets up in the morning and says, oh, man, I should have taken that role. Well... I think at this point he's got enough money. He's Will Smith. He he he's Will Smith. He's probably gotten past it, but man, yeah, I bet that was I bet he was kicking himself about that for a long time. It's like when you watch the third men in black, you know? You could just tell right off the bat that Spielberg's not involved. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I have not seen it yet. Don't waste your time, it's two hours of your life you'll never get back. Yeah, I kinda figured. Yeah, it's totally different from the first two. There's a little time travel element, which is, you know, time travel. But mm. that's it. It it just didn't make any, it didn't really make a lot of sense. Right. It didn't it didn't? And then Tommy Lee Jones wasn't in it, and that was like, I don't know. I didn't. I just didn't care for it. I was like, you know, the first, the second one I think is better than the first, but and the third one was like really like Tommy Lee Jones is hardly in it. That's just not cool. Not that the guy who played the younger him, what's his name? He's really good. Brolin. Brolin. Yeah, Brolin's good, so that's not necessarily an indication. But, like, when they do a sequel where, example, Tommy Lee Jones is barely in it, that in and of itself is not um, a good indication. You know what I mean? You know, you know, he's an actor. He's like wine. He's gotten better with age. The older he's got, the more of a bad uh, he's became. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. Agreed. Kind of like Samuel L. Jackson. Like, his early stuff, he's awesome, but he's more awesome now. Like, he can do Citibank commercials, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, yeah, some people some people go the other way. Like, like uh, Steven Seagal has totally gone the other Ooh, way. Yeah. Like, as he's gotten oh, older, it's yeah. just gotten worse. But Or John <laughs> John claude if we're talking that that level. I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't know what happened. Okay, Jean-Claude had two things that I felt slowly putting him on the right track again. Uh, he did um, – well, he did Expendables 2, which I think actually couldn't hurt him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then and then he did that movie uh, – was it? J- uh, J- JCBD. Yep. Have you seen that? No, but I have always heard good things about it. That That is pretty good because it's super meta. It, it really – drives home, you know, the fact that he's like self-aware about how his career has gone and uh yeah, I, I would recommend that movie because it's it's interesting. But like those two movies I, I would take I would take Jean-Claude out of the Seagal camp, but just barely. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You got to be realistic about it, but Oh, you mean uh but, Seagal's uh reality show that he had a few years ago yeah i was like that, okay, like, okay he's not quite to that degree <laughs> that didn't redeem him okay come on now let's <laughs> let, let's just 
let's just say what John I mean, John Clavin Dan's been doing Universal Soldier like direct to DVD now for like four years. Okay, so come on now. Let's at least Steven Seagal has something on mainstream television you could watch. I guess that's I, oh, you have the, you have me there. That's, that's true. true. Wait, but he did the splits between some semi trucks. So did uh, what's his name? Um, oh, Texas Ranger. Chuck I'm Norris. That, yeah, Ex- except Chuck Norris. That's his name. Hello. I think, I th- I think Sean Claude actually did that. So. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, like Chuck Chuck Norris was like on fighter jets and had things like stacked on his head, and <laughs> it was like ten apples on top. Let me tell you though, that John Claude Van Damme scene though, where he where he he hits the bricks and the bottom one's the only one that breaks. I mean, I think that's a classic scene from was I think the eighties. I think. Uh huh. And that's where he peaked. <laughs> I was actually the last Jean Claude movie I went to the theaters and and seen, and I was reminded of this because last night I was flipping through Hulu movies and Netflix movies trying to find something, which of course I never ended up landing on anything to watch. And I come across The Quest. Did you ever see The Quest? I love The Quest. Oh, really? I did not love it. I went to oh, the theater and yeah. saw it when it came out. And oh, I, would, I wouldn't have liked it there. Like, it was a good rental. I think maybe I wasn't... If I remember right, it's kind of campy, and I don't think... Maybe I wasn't expecting it to be. It's like a Mortal Kombat wannabe a little bit. Like, yeah, and that's... Hey, at, at the age I was when that came out, that was like... I was a prime audience. I don't know... I don't remember what it is about it I didn't like. Maybe I'll have to give it another shot. I don't know if you should do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I like it because I've only seen it once or twice. <laughs> now, Brandon, if you're going to link this episode on your show, I'm going to include a disclaimer... I mean, this is definitely not typical of your show, The Technology Geek. Um, this is kind of typical of Grawlix, but <laughs> it's so far, it's way more random than we usually seem to be. Um, I'm not sure why that is. Yeah, no, I just my, my wife just came in. She knows how I do my show because it's very prepared because I'm a one-man show. And she's like, did they email you a run sheet before the show started? I'm like, I don't think A run sheet? <laughs> no. Um, we're barely prepared for our own show. Well, yeah, but you know, that, that's the beauty of having a co-host. Uh-huh. Like me, I, you know, like I said, when you're by yourself, you got to make sure you're ready to rock and roll. It, well, it is hard to start just improving and ranting back and forth with yourself if you don't know what you're going to talk about. I can, hey, I can talk to myself. I'd probably be committed, but hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, I haven't heard the recent uh, EMG but uh, it, you, you're solo on that one, right? Yeah. Has it changed? Um, the rec- the what I've done is I've put more music in, so I have to talk less, and then basically I'll kind of at rant at super high speed for about five to seven minutes, cut it down, and then um, put a bunch of music in, and I'll do it like that in chunks. So. I'll, the, the latest episode, um, it'll be like five minutes of me talking, uh, f- three to five songs, and then I'll break back in and talk a little bit more. Um, but yeah, it's taken me a while to figure out a good formula for doing EMG by myself. I think you do pretty well, considering. Uh, I just wondered if like having having 
multiple shows if that has changed how EMG records. It's definitely changed the frequency at which EMG records. Wow, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> but that's not that's not because of the that's not the Grolix podcast fault. Part of it was because I was doing um, that other podcast EMG with uh, Stephen Liu like two years ago, and since they left, um, they lost interest in podcasting. Um, since they left, I really didn't know what to do. So I've just kind of every month or once every two months put out an episode. That's usually either I'll get somebody from the, from the group to, uh, kind of come on and be a guest and those shows go pretty well, or I'll just try to fill the solo shows with music. And that's why I say I admire Brandon for his, his, his being able to, um, I guess get prepared and then fill fill like your episodes are usually pretty good length. Fill that time. Yeah, they're about an hour, maybe some usually a little more than that. Mm-hmm. It's all about being prepared. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I like I said, if you want, if you ever need a co-host, just just let me know. I can help you out with that if I'm free. Oh, nice. I like to podcast, man. I just over the Christmas holiday, I took all my money and invested myself into a little. Uh, Pretty decent couple hundred dollar microphone, like a pro audio mic. It's oh, actually nice. really cool. I wanted to ask you, although I don't know how interesting this is to our audience, but um, uh, I'm a podcast guy, so I'm into podcast stuff. What we're, um, we're talking shop on this episode of Grog Nights. Yeah, we're gonna talk shop a little bit. What? What? Okay, so you got a new mic. What mic did you get? I have the uh, audio, the Audiotronics, the the pro audio one. You've probably seen it if you watch David Letterman. He's it's the one he always has on his desk. Oh. Um, I have that, and then I have I actually have a Mackie mixer. Um, probably I'm trying to think. I mean, this is like probably three, four years old. Um, and then I have that, and that goes into my little. I have a Mac because I like GarageBand, uh-huh. and I have my little Mac interface. So I I got a good little a good little setup here. Um, I really like podcasting, so that's why I. You just gotta have good audio when you're doing something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys, I kind of like the how sometimes you don't have. Sometimes I think the video element is great, but sometimes I, I think it's kind of a, a kind of a pain too because then I have to get the my Sony camera out and point it and get a good angle and you know got to make sure you know you, you know it's sometimes it can be a pain, but um, the audio sometimes just having the audio is nice. Audio, I'm a big stickler about audio quality. Yeah. I've been slowly building up um, more gear for podcasting. When I first started, it was whatever mic I had around, and then I'd run that into the computer, and I couldn't find any reliable – I mean, I think it's more the computer than the software, but I had a lot of problems with crashing, and every time I'd go to record a new episode, it seemed like I'd have to set it up different just because something wouldn't work the way it did before. Um, So I picked up a fairly inexpensive uh, – analog mixer and now i've got everything i've got well when melanie's here i've got the two microphones run into that so you guys can hear us and then i have you guys run into that as well um i don't need to get into the whole how it's routed but basically uh it's a it's a mix minus setup i believe they call it online so that i can record you guys off of hangouts and but also shoot our audio back so you're not getting, like, echo of yourself. A lot of people don't realize, though, that um, uh, the actual Google Hangouts was actually uh, developed by the person that worked over at Leo Laporte's shop, Twit. 
because uh, they had something called Skypezilla, where you'd have four or five Skypes going, and then you'd mix them together with a mixer. Mm-hmm. And it, the, the girl actually did such a great job with it. Google actually hired her to actually come out with Google Hangouts. Um, oh, it was nice. a kind of kind of neat little history lesson there. I don't know if it's if you're ever on Jeopardy, you'll need it, but. No, that's super interesting. I didn't know because I really, since I've discovered Hangouts, I, that's what I prefer. I find it you don't get that um, that Skype stutter robot sounding glitch. Um, for the most part, Hangouts has been really reliable. And then, of course, if you you mentioned the video thing, if one wanted to do the video thing or even just throw out a live broadcast, it's super easy to do on Hangouts. So yeah, I'm a kind of a big fan. Yeah, I mean, to tell you the truth, I don't know if you guys did any podcasting before Hangouts. Um, I was doing some. I was on podcasting in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, before Hangouts was even out. And he, the audio quality, if you were skyped in, used to just be terrible. And then you have to, if you had a Mac, you'd have to run this thing called Leaf Tree, which would kind of allow you to run multiple audio controllers, like virtually. It's kind. Of, I don't want to get too techy on the on the show, but uh, it, I mean, I've talked about it on my pod, some of my older podcasts. It was just it, remote. Anything remotely, if somebody came in remotely, it was just it was just really tough. Um, now with Hangouts, you don't have that problem anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never had, I've never had a lot of good luck with with running th- things through Skype. Um, but also, uh, for a long time, I, I did do, I'd record um, on the computer with software, and that just became so unreliable. And again, it's probably more my system than the software that I I, I went totally external. The only thing I use the computer for in this setup is to have you to like pull the audio from you guys. But I record onto a portable digital recorder now, and then I have the, the mixer. So yeah, I don't record um, into software anymore for pods. It's, I've lost too many episodes. Yeah. Well, most of my stuff, like my Mackie and, and even my, my interface for my Mac. So most, I mean, I had a band, the band has since dissolved. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I have the mixer and I had that and I was using uh, what they call a live mic, which was okay, but it kind of, it wasn't a great mic. And then I, over the Christmas holiday, I got some, some money. So I said, oh, let me just buy, let me just buy a pro audio, a pro mic. And now I have everything I need. I shouldn't need to buy any equipment for a while now. Knock on wood. <laughs> is there, is there like a good affordable um, option for folks that are interested in podcasting? Well, I mean, you can get. I mean, they sell them on on Amazon or eBay or that. They sell the podcaster starter kit. It comes with the podcast for dummies book, a mixer, and a microphone for like 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, it's Behringer stuff. Wife, it's not very high end, but it's. I mean, to get you started. My my wife just uh, she just bought a Blue Yeti microphone, and I don't even know what that means. Oh yeah, yeah. Is okay. That, is that a decent? Uh, is that a decent purchase? Yeah, that's. I've never, I've never heard of it. Um, oh, really? No, I've never. I mean, maybe you did, Randall. I've never heard of it. Yeah, Blue Yeti. Um, I believe it's the same company that makes those like snowball mics. They're usually USB mics, but those are pretty popular uh, uh, around a lot of podcasts. Like the, um, not the pro level podcast. It's so weird that there's pro level podcast circles, but um, they're very popular uh, in podcast circles because. I guess you can get pretty good sound out of it. I've never used them, but they're supposed to be super easy to use. But yeah, those are those are supposed to be decent. Yeah, but you got to be careful though with some because they sell like the microphone I have, Audiotronics. This is kind of high end. I mean, if somebody's just playing around in the garage. I don't like you know, mm-hmm. but that, it's just me because again, I 
you know, it's just, it's just say personal of podcasting. Um, they they'll sell you a USB version of this, but the problem is it limits you to just using USB into the computer. Mm-hmm. What you can do is you get this microphone, and then you can buy either a microphone cable and use it in a mixer, or if you wanted to go and you just get the uh, the, body, the microphone cable with the USB on one end, and then the microphone cable on the other. See, when you buy it USB. It's got the USB already wired in. You can't change it. You're better off buying the microphone and then just buying the different wires on the online. Well, and if you want to spend a little extra money, um, I'm not sure about the Blue Yeti or the Snowball microphones, but you can also get microphones um, equipped for both where they've got the circuitry in there for a USB connection, but it's also a, um, a, a traditional style microphone where you can use like an XLR cable or something like that. Uh, the USB mics, I think for somebody like like Jesse, who, as far as I know, doesn't plan on recording his own um, sessions, uh, when he just calls in for us, that might be pretty good for him. I'm kind of a stickler. I stay away from the USB ones just because, like I said, as much as I can, I've, I've gone to going um, external from the computer. So uh, I kind of stay away from those. But if you're just like, you know... Um, if you don't want to invest in a ton of hardware, uh, that's not a necessarily a bad way to go. Well, no, but like, but but a lot of the, but a lot of people don't realize is though if you do get just the USB mic, you can't ever use it in a mixing board because it doesn't come with the, the oh, wire no, yeah. for it. If it's just so, USB, you're bound to like you could just run it into a USB and that's all you can do with it. Yeah, well, like I said, if you get if they buy the actual microphone and then they could just buy the two different cables and then they're not limited. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not something they have to do. It's just a suggestion. Oh, yeah. Well, no, yeah, I agree with you there because it's better to be versatile. Part of the reason I've never won with a USB one is because I don't want to be tied to just not – like you said, you can't run it into a mixer or anything like that. So We, we do a whole, we, we do a whole uh, podcast just on audio equipment, and you can find the podcast on the technologygeek.org, by the way, if you're interested. <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> We do a whole. We do do have a whole. If you go, I think it's in the 30s. If you go down, um, we actually do a whole thing on it. If you're interested, Jesse, talk about all the different hardware and stuff. Maybe you might want to listen to it. Give you a little bit of a little more uh, background before you purchase. Sure, absolutely. I had a thought, uh, and I think it just evaporated. <laughs> oh, oh no, 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 no. Uh, you offer services as well. Well, yeah, we we do. I do some web design and uh, some SEO services as well for anybody that's uh, interested. Uh, you know, that's not something we do a, a ton of, but uh, we do have uh, quite a bit of customers that we do do their websites and and stuff like that. Uh, all the money we make on our site just goes to keeping the the server up and running uh, because we do have dedicated a dedicated server because we do get quite a bit of bandwidth. Uh, so that's the reason why. But yeah, if you got anybody's interested in our services, we can help with web design, uh, any of that stuff. You guys actually, you, I don't know who does your website. I think it's Randy. Do you do it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, not, it's really cool, man. I like it. Thanks. I cheat. I cheat. I, uh, that's from a template, and then I tweak as I need. But uh, thanks. I'm, I'm glad it looks I'm web glad designers. It looks nice. You know how many web designers just use WordPress and, uh, and stuff nowadays? Most of them don't even know HTML anymore. Yes. True story. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I use WordPress, but I do know HTML, so I can use it better than some people do. But you know, that's like, but you're 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 a guy making your own site. You're not necessarily doing it 
as a web designer. And so, yeah, it is kind of sad that a lot of web designers will just, because I'm not going to start like trying to charge anybody to set these things up unless I really know what I'm doing, you know? Well, I mean, that's my, my whole business. I do, you know, uh, con- computer consulting, web design, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, I mean, it's just a way of me gaining some extra cash to keep the site up and running. You recently revamped uh, the technologygeek.org, and I think it looks really nice. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. I, 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 You know, it's it was one of those things. The site was, was dated, mm. and I decided to just give it a better look and, and feel. It looks nice. I like it. <laughs> truth, truth, hashtag truth. Yeah, what? Well, I, I, how are you? What, what are you? What are you guys using to host to uh to post? Do, do you guys use um? Do you guys using uh like like a plugin or something to to post your shows or what? Do you, I'm not sure how you guys are doing. How you guys handle the the feed? I keep it all free. It's all free. I use Blogger for the websites, the Google, you know, Blogger.com or whatever. Uh. I use that for the websites. That's actually got some really nice, like, built-in stuff for handling, uh, creating a feed and posting the audio episodes into the feed like that. When you create a post, you can put a link to the uh, the MP3 file, and it'll just set that up. And then I take a, the podcast feed out of there, feed that into FeedBurner so it formats it uh, nicely for iTunes. And then that feed I can use in iTunes and Stitcher and whatever else, if you subscribe to our RSS feed at GrawlixPodcast.com, it's coming out of the feed burner feed. So, And then our hosting, we host on, uh, we host the audio files on archive.org, so that's also free. So, yeah, it's our, our internet stuff is all built around totally free services, and it works pretty well. Yeah, we, we, um, we actually use, like I said, we have our own uh, a dedicated server, um, just because you might bandwidth we pull, we were getting actually complaints from Blogger and stuff like that because the amount of hits we were getting. Think about that: Blogger's owned by Google, and they're complaining about traffic. Yeah, well, I could, right. I, you know, I could, I've had little problems with Blogger before, so I could see it being an issue if, um, if our show pulled in more traffic. Uh, maybe, you know, fingers crossed, someday it does. So that's not necessarily a bad issue to have. But for now, it's been working okay. In the future, I'm. I might have to go to uh, hashtag in the future. In the future, I predict that this show will have a thousand uh, listens by the end of the next month. That's my prediction. Oh, nice! I like that prediction. Hey, okay, this is more shop talk, and I'm sure it's not interesting to anybody. How do you go about? Yeah, we probably should get. <laughs> we'll, okay, we'll get to Nightwing, but I want to ask you a question. <laughs> We can't have the we can't have Brandon from the Technology Geek on here without asking him some technology questions. Um, how do you go about as your audience slowly diminishes? <laughs> oh. Well, <laughs> maybe Jesse will stop listening, and then and then we have no audience. I'll, I'll, let's just throw some hashtags in here: hashtag Doctor Who, hashtag uh, Marvel Comics, hashtag Phase Three. Boom. Okay, we've got listeners again. <laughs> hey guys, I gotta tell you though, I'm, I gotta tell you, I'm glad you guys let me join your podcast network though. It, you know, it really helped. It has helped our show with getting listeners, and I think it's helped you guys as well. So I'm really, we're really glad to be a part of it. Oh yeah, we're glad to have you. I'm glad it's helped your show. It's definitely brought more traffic our way too. So. It's been a mutual, mutually beneficial thing, and it's also cool to, if anything, I really enjoy kind of networking uh, and like 
it brings us to situations like this where you, we've got you on the show and we can talk to you about stuff. Um, I like meeting people that are out there doing it as well. So I like the networking aspects that come with um, kind of setting up the, the podcast network and stuff and getting to know more people. Jesse, another hashtag, awesomeness. Yeah. Awesomeness. <laughs> awesome sauce. Okay, okay. I suppose we should get to uh, something comic-related. Yeah, I talked about I talk about tech every week on my show. Let's talk about something different. All right. You are a big Nightwing fan, from what I That's understand. That's right. Um, how, how long have you been reading comics about? Oh, my gosh. Um, geez, since the X-Men revamp, she's uh, back in the early 90s, I guess. With the edition, oh, Chris yeah. uh, Chris Claremont uh, issue one there. Yep, I've got I got we have my actually because of you guys you actually brought you know gave a breath of fresh air here. Um, I actually pulled out my entire comic collection. I actually have some of the original uh, reboots of uh, actually I have Wolverine actually the third or fourth comic book here. I have all the early, all these all the right after the Marvel reboot when they rebooted. The X Men and Wolverine. I have some of the Gambit comics, but you can't even find those anymore. Oh right, uh, right all right. that stuff. Yeah, you guys have. You guys have definitely made me pull my comic book collection out. I'm happy. Oh, nice, good. I like, I like spreading the comic gospel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what would be the comic gospel? Let's just let's just tackle that right now. I don't know if we could. Well, yeah, but the, I don't know. If you can say that it depends on the person. Like, I mean. To me, you know, you got Batman. You know, I always like Nightwing only because he's he's pretty much going to take up, you know, Batman's mantle, and he does. And I think it's nice that they even touched on that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you remember, yes, yes. I, actually, those are some of my favorite Nightwing moments. Is where he actually takes it on. Mm-hmm. And then obviously you have, I mean, and then too, you know, he's. I, I know. I just thought his character was always cool. He wasn't. He wasn't rich like Bruce, but yet he ha- he was able to to fight crime and and like unlike a lot of most comic book characters, he actually went actually into the neighborhood and actually you know got a crummy apartment like especially when you read like Blue Haven and all or Blood Haven and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's just he 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 got into the meat of it. You know, he wasn't rich like Bruce or uh, Oliver Queen was. Mm-hmm. Agreed, and and he had a good rapport with like Tim Drake. I always enjoyed those uh, issues where he would kind of mentor Tim. Well, well, you know, I, I agree with you on that, and I, I'm actually just reading one last night. I think some of my favorite moments, though, are when Batman and, and Nightwing get back together. I remember when they went after Jason Todd at one point um, before the Red Hood went to being a good guy, or the Red was it the Red Hood. With that, <laughs> <laughs> he was a better villain by far. Yeah, but yeah, but you know what though? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. How, I, Jason Todd, I thought was a great Batman, or a great, great Robin for Batman because he was a lot more comical. He kind of made the comics a little lighter. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like when, in my opinion, when Nightwing was went to being Batman, Dick Grayson went to being Batman, and then you had uh, Razal Ghul's. Uh, not Razogul's grandson as Robin. Yeah, I felt like like you actually like like Batman was too comical because like. And, and Robin was too serious. Do you, do you know what I'm trying to say? No, I like reverse roles. That's one of the aspects I kind of like of that period because, um, I mean, I like myself a serious Batman, but w- that's one of the aspects I liked of of the, when when Dick Grayson was Batman and we had Damien, as, well as Robin, of course. 
is that it was a total role reversal because you've got a more lighthearted and upbeat and friendly Batman. And you've got this like moody, mean little kid as Robin. It was kind of an interesting role reversal. Of course, you know, you know, everybody knew it wasn't going to stick forever, but. But, but you know, that was that first couple pages of that comic book were crazy when he's walking down to the cave. He's like, I have to do something that I thought I would never have to do. And he ends up being a Batman. And if you remember, Bruce didn't want him to be Batman. Bruce wanted Nightwing to just hold down the fort in Gotham, and mm-hmm. he decided not to do it. He decided to take up Batman's mantle. So, how far have you have you been reading the Have you read the new Fifty Two Nightwing stuff? Um, Cause I hate they, to say this, but I I, I don't really. Problem is, I, I I get comics so sporadically. Mm-hmm. I, I probably have at one point. They've done some really wild stuff with with um dick grayson uh he's not even nightwing now who i forget well who's he what's he doing now i forgot currently um i think this well, series, it's actually he's called grayson now yeah. it's not even called nightwing anymore he's just kind of a spy i don't remember the organization he's working for but he's just kind of off doing his own thing he's like it's like a spy book i guess which could be interesting but such a strange turn to take but you know what, though? He's one of the very few comic characters out there that's had a, a, a very long run, if you think about it, without having to reboot. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. And he's, what, Nightwing for, what, a decade almost. That's an interesting way, way to look at it because, yeah, he was he was Robin for a, a very long time and then Nightwing, and Nightwing's kind of gone through some changes. He was Batman for a time, and now he's he's uh, Dick Grayson, a spy. It's, what? it's kind he's of interesting. Been, Go ahead. He's actually been Batman twice. Oh, has he? Right, right after right the breaking break, of the bat, yeah. he took on the man for a little while, and it was the prodigal storyline. And then he took it again after Final Cut. Well, I mean, if you think about it, he's the only one that has a strong enough relationship because, I mean, Tim Drake this is not – I mean, can't carry it by himself. I mean, he just – he's not the Batman type. He's not – I don't think he's skilled enough. I don't think he – the fans relate with him as much as they do Dick. And they didn't. He wasn't ever as likable either. I no, mean, I, I I agree with that as well. The character itself, from what I've read of it, of it when he was Robin, was he was always he was he was not a very good Robin, and that was kind of the problem Batman was having before uh, the Joker got a hold of him. Well, then too, you have to remember you have Jason Jason Todd, which I think if they would have kept J- Jason, really had a would have been oh. probably the next Batman. If they didn't spin him off into his own character, did I mix those two up? Were we talking about Tim Drake? I, just a I think ago? so. I was like, oh, uh, oh, my bad. I meant Jason Todd. Yeah, Tim Drake's interesting. I liked his uh, super like detective angle they took with him. I'm sorry, I mixed those up. That's okay. We forgive you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Your geek license will be reinstated at the end of the podcast. Uh, okay, good. <laughs> I wanted to get you guys' take on. Um, and, and I'm not. We actually talked about this yesterday, and, and I said I'm going to bring this up. A couple of my friends and I want to know what you guys' take are on them adding Raz Al Ghul to um, to Arrow. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched the show or oh, not. Yeah, but I yeah. To ask. I yeah, I just got caught up. Um, it's. I don't. Okay, the actor guy that plays him is okay, but I don't think he necessarily fits as a Raz Al Ghul. That's that's I guess an on the surface complaint. There's a mystique about him that I like. Mm-hmm. Like he, you know, like he throws out how old he is, and it's, it's clear that that match with how old he is. 
on the show or as he appears. Get some crazy echo. Yes, yes. Is it is it from me or from? Um, maybe. I'm not sure. So I'm not getting echo on your voice. I'm getting echo on everybody. Oh really? I'm getting. I'm getting echo on me. I'm, I'm getting, not getting echo on anybody. Really? Okay, so I'm getting a little echo on me, but a ton on Jesse. Um, yes. And it's actually throwing me off when I start talking. Okay, I thought it might be. It seemed like you were having some trouble. Um, what do you What are you guys listening to the audio on? You guys all on headphones? I am. I probably should be. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me get my actually let me let me get my headphones. Hold on one second. Okay. I was worried it was for me for it was me for a while, but I, and I even threw it up in the hangouts. I don't know if you saw that. Oh no, I'm away from the computer. I'm in the other room. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Someday we'll have. Someday I'll probably cut this so she. Well, she doesn't listen to the podcast. Eventually, I think I'm gonna buy Melanie a laptop for her, but we might have to use <laughs> it for, for recording. But it'll be it'll be available. Yeah. For me too. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, it's nice to have. You know, like when you need to Google something in the mm-hmm. middle of the show. Hello? Yes. Hello. Hello, is any echo now? Nope, sounds good. I haven't uh, I haven't heard it, so that's good. Okay. Yeah, that was sorry about that guys. I didn't even think about the headphones. I guess it went through my went through my head and I didn't even think about it. Oh, it's okay. No problem. Yeah, I got my Soul Republic headphones. These things are awesome. If you guys ever want to drop some cash, they're better than beats and they're cheaper too. Soul Republic? Yep, I'm writing it down now. I can, and if you want to go ahead and, and we do a whole review on this on Solar Public headphones on the TechnologyGeek.org. Yes. <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah. You're a pro about that. You even tied it in. It's totally relevant. Now I could be wrong, but are the beat? My impression is the Beats, like Beats by Dre headphones and stuff. Are you? I'm sure they're decent, but are you mostly paying for the title when you buy those? Uh- they're very bass heavy. Like these give you Soul Republic designed their headphones basically uh, for more realistic sound. Where Beats is more bass heavy for more that bass heavy that rap music, whatever the kids are listening to these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, yeah, and and you don't necessarily. Well, I mean, I guess kids do, but uh, you don't necessarily want something like that. That's not at all an accurate. Melanie, Melanie walked in, so I'm distracted. But that's not necessarily an accurate representation of your audio source no well the thing is too with soul republic headphones is there uh the guy that actually designed soul republic is also the guy that worked on the beats headphones as well a lot of people don't realize that it's the same engineer oh really oh wow i did not know that yep we we talk about it on the show if you're interested and it's not connected to bieber in any way (laughs) (laughs) no i don't believe so (laughs) good Melanie's here. Hello. 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 What were we talking about? We were talking about the Arrow. Oh, Ra's al Ghul. And Ra's al Ghul or something like that, I think. Well, it's it's odd because Arrow has been borrowing minor Batman villains for the show for a while. Clock King. Clock King. Well, even what's his, I can't remember his name, but the KG Beast was a buddy of Arrow's. And uh, and that's been my that's been my thought on Arrow uh, since I started watching it because I I just started watching it over Christmas break and uh, I was like this is Batman <laughs> they basically made Arrow Batman yeah 
yeah. They pretty much did. Yeah, you know what though? That if it wasn't for Arrow, that that gave a new breath of life into DC Comics, though. It's incredible. I I have enjoyed it immensely. I just was like, you know, it's like this is Batman, and I'm okay with that. But this is Batman. No, the and, uh, like like uh, so Felicity Smoke is one of my wife and you know, my wife and I. We love that character, and that's borrowed from Firestorm. Like they just borrow things, and it's and it's awesome. But mm-hmm. Felicity yeah. Smoke's borrowed from Firestorm. Yes, I she's did. actually anti Firestorm. I did I not believe. know that. I'm not that familiar. That's that's cool. The the original Felicity Smoke, and now uh, since New Fifty Two hit, there is a much more you know CW style Felicity Smoke that is connected to the Arrow. Oh. Yeah. The windows between her and um, her and Oliver—that's so subtle. It's kind of funny. Yeah, that's been fun. But I think it's odd that they would lift Rosal like such a big Batman character. And mm-hmm. from what I understand, um, this is—I don't know—I read this in an article just shortly, just uh, not long ago. Um, Arrow and the Flash—they're they're not even supposed to reference Metropolis or Gotham. But apparently they can lift pretty heavily from Batman characters. So, well, the the, the guy, the director, I hate to monopolize it because I'm just such a huge fan of that show. By the way, um, the the director as well as the writer wants Batman in Arrow in like the worst way. Mm-hmm. Well, why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I know he'd fit well. I mean, it's the it's the vibe of the show. So, are you also watching uh, Flash? I, I do watch The Flash, but the problem is when I watch it, as much as I love it, all I can keep thinking about is that 1980s Flash that was on. That was pretty cool. You know what's, you know what's <laughs> yeah. amusing is, you, you probably know this, but the actor that plays uh, uh, his dad is the original Flash in that series, from that series. Yeah, I know. It is pretty cool. I like that. It's neat to see uh, Wentworth Miller on there from Prison Break as well as one of the main villains. And then uh, what's her name is uh, one of the Star Lab affiliates. Um, oh, what is that episode? Where oh, it's the last episode. She didn't she co-star on it. She. I'm just gonna throw out pronouns. I'm gonna play <laughs> <laughs> uh, co-star on. on... Uh, uh, she's the love interest on the original Flash episodes. Oh, um, okay. And she played a scientist, uh, one of the like Star Lab either affiliates or um, competitors. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, the, the lady who had the um, t- tachyon. Yeah, okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah that, that was actually the Flash's love interest in Star Labs uh, in the original series. Mark Hamill's supposed to be <gasps> joining as the, you know, he's going to reprise his role as the trickster. Which and is I'm crazy. Really I'm really curious to see how they'll do that because there's gonna, multiple tricksters, so that works. But I wonder how, and will he have the beard? They're gonna they're gonna put him in the same suit. That's not that's not true. <laughs> oh God, I hope so. <laughs> I, I just want him to do the Joker voice at some point during one of the episodes. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. well that's that's pretty much the precursor to the Joker. The the trickster, you know, the original trickster is basically that. I mean. Kind of a like beta beta testing for the Joker. Well, I, I don't I don't play a lot of video games, but the Arkham games, I mean, have just been awesome with mm-hmm. the, the with the voiceovers from our Mark Hamill. Oh yeah, 
Those games are great. I have not played... Um, I did not play the third one, the one that wasn't by Rocksteady Studios or whatever. Is it Rocksteady? Um, but I don't think they pulled him in there for that for the Joker in that one, though. I don't think so either because Gabriel, and I, Gabriel and I had a debate about who did the voice in Arkham of, of Joker as... Uh, in, in the in the games, and he's like, no, it's the guy that's does this voice and this, so we had to look it up, and I'm like, okay, you're right, in that game, it was this guy from another game, but in the other ones, it was Mark Hamill. Yeah, Arkham Origins was a lot, was a different studio and a different, like, development team. Mm-hmm. Um, it's supposed to still be good. It's, it's in the same, like, continuity that they set up for this Arkham universe, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I played uh, Arkham Asylum in Arkham City, and those games are great, and yeah... Mark Hamill, it's it's always great to have Mark Hamill there, and 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 uh, uh, Conroy, as Batman, Kevin Conroy, Kevin Conroy, and Conroy's back as Batman in the new one, um, Arkham Knight, which I don't think is out yet. But I, I was to say I don't even know about this. Oh really? Awesome. It's the next gen. It's it's on the next gen systems. I don't think it's out yet, but it looks so good, mm-hmm. and it's by uh, Rocksteady Studio again. Okay, anyway. Hashtag. We need another hashtag now, Jesse. Jesse, save us with a hashtag. Uh, Hashtag Arkham. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) We're back on track. Yep. We have listeners again. Were you going to talk about the Flash some? Because we brought it up and then... I didn't know if you were... uh... A leading somewhere? Uh, I've been missing missing both shows. Um, What's what's today? When do they come back? They come back soon. Next week. Yeah. Yeah. Thank goodness. I have an emptiness in my heart. (laughs) <laughs> Gotham's already Gotham's already back though, and Gotham got renewed for season two. I just read that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about Gotham. I like it, but I I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence about it. It's not like Arrow and Flash or something. I have to watch Gotham. Is something I can watch if I have time. Yeah, right. We are actually kind of the exact same way. I'm so, which is crazy because I'm a much bigger like Batman fan than. Um, Green Arrow or but the Flash, that's, but that's that's the thing. There's no Batman, so yeah. it, well, you know, awesome, but uh, no Batman. I I'm very much enjoying Penguin, though. I must say, yeah, I right. Like, he's the best thing about the show that I've seen so far. Yeah. Well, where's the Joker? They had they had they hinted at kind of a little like possibly this could be the Joker, although it was really kind of a lazy way to do it with um, Fish Mooney had a comedian, a stand-up comedian, in an early episode up on the stage that she kicked out, and supposedly that was supposed to be the Joker before he's the Joker. Mm. But isn't he not... I mean, he wouldn't really uh, Who knows pop what? up now, you would think. Well, just like Poison because... Ivy's name isn't Poison Pepper, be Ivy the Pepper. be the Red Hood. Yeah, right. He, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't be the Joker yet until after Batman becomes Batman. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about uh, Gotham, just because there has been no Joker at all, or no mention of him even. Mm-hmm. And and Fish Mooney, is she? I don't think she's in any comic no, books, right? She's an invention of the no. show. Yeah, that's. On the one hand, I don't mind that they'll come up with their own characters because since this happens so much, like ten years before Batman would even be on the scene, um, that's all right, you know. But mm-hmm. I'm just not sure. Like it seems like. A common complaint, and I would agree with this, is that tonally it seems confused. Because it wants to be serious, and it wants to be gritty, and it wants to be like a cop thing. But at the same time, they will go 
kind of campy and over the top and and a little cheesy with some of their villains and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think the problem is that it's going to fall into the same trap as Smallville, where Smallville started out fine, but after you do nine seasons with Smallville, it's like just be Superman already. Yeah. You know, you can only be Gotham pre-Batman for so long, and then eventually you have to be Batman. You know, you know Jesse, if I can, if I can just um, kind of elaborate on something that you're talking about, my wife says to me all the time, she has a hard time with Gotham, not because even of the, the villains, but because the first, the last couple of Batmans, they built, you know, Gordon up as this kind of, you know, not, you know, kind of laid back cop, and now in Gotham, he's like this real badass. Oh, sure, yeah, I would agree with that, yeah. Because you do, you've, and, and it makes sense, because uh, Gotham, you know, Gotham is where Gordon's going to pay his dues, and uh, in the Batman movies, he's already paid his dues, so he can kind of be the guy that's just in charge. Plus, he's got Batman yeah. to do all the hard work for him. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't hurt. <laughs> well, and I like, I think Gordon, at least for me, is a interesting enough and strong enough ca- character to carry his own show or series. Um, I just think the writing is not always up to par. For example, his his wife, and I know, I know it kind of follows um, how it was in the comic books. They were off and on, and um, they pulled in the relationship that sh- she had with um, is it Montoya? Was that Montoya? The, the what t- the chick? I don't. Yeah, I don't know her name. Okay. Anyway, apparently that was a thing in the comics, and they they play that in the show. Um, I missed a few issues. <laughs> well, I was. I, I didn't. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm hearing this secondhand, but um. But my issue is like the production is so good. The sets look amazing, mm-hmm. and it's kind of it feels lopsided. Like the production's really high quality, but the writing's a little iffy sometimes, and it just mm-hmm. I, it bums me out because it seems like it could be so much better than it is. Yeah. Go back to something that Jesse was saying that, you know, he thinks I think it was Jesse that said it, that, you know, Gordon could carry his own series. The, the Gordon that we're seeing in Gotham and the Gordon we saw in the, the cartoon when we were kids was it was a different kind of Gordon than the one we saw in the last couple of Batman movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know how anybody feels about that. Like if you remember just, you know, the one that especially in the in the in the cartoon, they they brought Gordon up as this real tough, you know, uh big built guy, you know, who could take on anybody and then they're they're building that Gordon up in Gotham. But in the in the movies, he really wasn't the tough guy, you know what I mean? He was he was yeah. he was kind of softened, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. tired. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yep. He gets older and a little more laid back, I guess. And and you're Gary Oldman. And you're Gary Oldman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who, I don't know He's how... He's too busy looking for the Book of Eli. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And trying to save the humans from the Planet of the Apes. And and trying to uh, kill Leon the Professional. Yeah. That was my favorite. You Gary guys know Leon and the Professional? And trying okay. to keep Harry Potter alive. Yep. Oh, yeah. That too. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about the Harry Potter. And what was he trying to do in the Fifth Element? Something I don't remember. Uh, Wearing cool yeah. plastic. No, he, he was. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I was just gonna. You just took the words out of my mouth. I was just gonna say, fight Bruce Willis. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I love Gary Oldman. And that's no, that's no small feat on its own. 
Well, you know, you know. Well, oh yeah, Dracula too. That was a great show. <laughs> I, I, I think, <laughs> oh, oh him. Yeah. That's it. The Gary Oldman cast. <laughs> the Gary Oldman cast starting today. Well, he's actually he's actually been around a long time. I didn't even realize it. I was just thinking Batman, oh, but yeah. Yeah, he's huge. And he's such a chameleon. I love him. That's why that's why you forget because he he becomes the character and you forget that he's Gary Oldman. Mm-hmm. He's even on uh, Friends. Was really. He? Yeah, there's an episode where he has to play against, like Joey uh, is cast in an episode uh, or a movie with uh, with Gary Oldman, and Gary Oldman spits a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, going really obscure with that one. Wow, where were we going? I know we derail ourselves uh, so much all the time, don't we? That's all like Oh, we lost you a little bit, Brandon. Hello? There you go. Yeah. Oh, oh. My back? Uh, yep. y- yes. Marco. Oh, there oh, we go. Hello. Hello. <laughs> no, we were talking about Nightwing. Um, one of the reasons why I brought up Arrow as well was because um, night- they're saying that they actually want to do a Nightwing series too now. Oh, that'd be awesome. Especially with Daredevil happening too. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking like Daredevil needs to happen soon. Because it, it is. It, it is coming out. It's it's, it's yeah. March or something March, like that. March, yeah. And it's going to be Netflix. And, and and I like part of me is like ah, it should have been a movie. But at the same time, they did a movie, and so they probably need to rebuild slowly. Well, it sounds like. <laughs> did you watch that oh, Daredevil movie? Why would you say that? <laughs> wow, <laughs> I love the like tone. <laughs> why would you say oh, that? Well, that? That's why they. That's why they need to rebuild slowly, I suppose. Um, <laughs> but, it, but now yeah. he's gonna kill Batman too. On top of it, you can't just they you need, can't just rip that bandaid off. You gotta you gotta they, ease it. They need a good movie though. That's that's my but, that's my thought process. But, but why would they pick Ben Affleck? He killed Daredevil. Oh, now no, he's just putting him on Batman. Dude, oh. uh, now you got me started. You see? I'm no, on. No, no, you're absolutely right. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I won't contest these thoughts. You're absolutely right. If they had gone with Matt Damon, they would have had like a better Matt Murdock right off the bat. But I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm, next, next, you're gonna tell me that they're gonna bring back Chris O'Donnell to play Robin. Uh. That, that'd be no. That'd be terrible. <laughs> that'd be a horrible idea. Yeah, I just want to say, Brandon, I'm on, totally on the that side. I, I, Batfleck. I still don't understand it. Uh, yeah, I'm terrible sure decision. Nobody here is going to argue. And that's what. No, 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 no. It's no. decisions <laughs> like that that really makes me worry about this whole DC universe they're trying to launch. Mm-hmm. I think people are far too much worried about. He's such a nice guy. I met him. He's a nice guy, and this and that. Well, I'm sure he's really nice in person, but he sucks on screen. So just don't use him. Yeah. Be friends uh, with him in your own time. Are you talking about <laughs> Kevin Smith? Well, not well him too, but but no, I've heard it from other people too. They're like, oh, you you have to meet him. He's really smart. He's really nice. And I'm like, and I'm sure in life he is, but it, on screen he can play a really good bad word, a really good bad word. Um, and uh, a cop from uh Boston. Other than that, a co- he's he's almost freaking um, what's his name? That was in the Planet of the Apes. Gary Oldman? No. <laughs> Marky Wahlberg. Yeah, he's almost a freaking Mal- Marky Marky Wahlberg. I, I don't... Wahlberg, almost. That bad. Well, oh, no, you know that's what? a planet that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, you, you know what? That didn't happen as far as I'm concerned. 
No, you know what? Though? He, he's just like John Stamos. He can only play one role, and mm-hmm. that's it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag. That's a hashtag for you. <laughs> hashtag Uncle Jesse. <laughs> I mean, you watched him in ER, and he's the same thing as he was in Full House. He was the same character every time. Mm-hmm. Alternate drummer for the Beach Boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Oh, but yeah, the Daredevil thing. I, I never watched the movie, and partially that's because Ben Affleck was in it, so I had no interest in it. Um, but uh, I've heard some about – I haven't read any of the comics, but I've heard about the character, and I'm interested in it. So I'm actually really glad that they're going to do something so I can actually – get to know them a little bit. And I think Netflix is yeah. a good idea because that's one of those things where with a movie, you're going to have more people making decisions it, for yeah. you and uh, and you have more freedom when you when you do it on, on like a Netflix or Hulu and and you get more time to to develop what you really want it to be rather than, you know, trying to shove yeah. it all into an hour or two hours with all these people breathing down your neck. You can't do this. You can't do that. You know, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Yeah, that'll be a much better platform for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you guys know or not, but the, that remember that crummy fourth Batman, Batman and Robin with you know Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh-huh. the horrible one. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, if you look at Chris's O'Donnell's costume, they made it look like Nightwing because he actually wanted to do a Nightwing um, sh- movie after that show. If you look at the actual co- uniform he's wearing, it's Nightwing symbol just red. Oh, you're you're he right. He owns it. He owns that costume. He owns that costume. He still has it. He, he, uh, it was some kind of time like talk show where he admitted that, where he's like, yeah, I have that costume. Well, you know, for the time, they could not have picked a better Robin. I mean, he, he was perfect. He just had two bad scripts. Oh, yeah. 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 But he, he, if you look at that costume, he told them, make it look like exactly like what Nightwings look like because I, he want, he wanted so bad to do a Nightwing movie. And obviously that last Batman just killed him. Well, in, yeah. in a perfect, in a perfect world where those movies weren't horrible, uh, where Joel Schumacher was not involved anywhere, that would have, <laughs> could have made, if they were going to continue the franchise from that point, could have made, for interesting transition into a spin-off Nightwing movie mm-hmm. where he does his suit becomes more Nightwing-ish and then that's a, a good natural step towards hey he's Nightwing now mm-hmm. but but let me ask you a question you're sitting in a room and they're talking about who to pick directors and they picked him did anybody in that room not see Highlander 2 <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah yeah good point yeah I don't understand it I don't understand it at all well, we referenced uh, Mark Wahlberg in Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. a movie that never should have been. Uh, and so that's kind of proof that even Tim Burton could get it wrong. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was, that, was that a Tim Burton? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's kind of odd because the first two Batmans were phenomenal. They, yes. And, uh, yeah. Uh, it didn't work out well, but... No, we went wrong with that. But it just didn't work. My guess is... Mark Wahlberg. Uh, Mark Wahlberg. That's what that's what happened. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I was just telling Jesse we needed a hashtag DJ Marky Mark. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Funky bunch. Uh, well, well, and then look at the highest grossing movie of 2014, 
Marky Mark in uh, Transformers 4. Was that the highest grossing? That was the highest grossing movie. Nothing else even came close. Really? What else came out that year? Uh, like Guardians of the Galaxy and what? other good movies. <laughs> there was a Transformers. I didn't even know there was a Transformers 4. Yeah, yeah, it beat out Guardians of the Galaxy? It beat everything. That's insane. Nothing else came close. And Yeah, take okay. a look at the numbers of, of how much it grossed in the box office. I'm pulling up on my iPad. Melanie just said she didn't even realize Transformers 4 came out. And that's a good point because, like, I, I, I remember seeing some of the previews, but it came out and I heard nothing. Yeah, me either. Nothing about it. And I'm surprised because part of the reason probably it made so much money is because of kids like my nephew who, as soon as a trans you hear anything Transformers, he's freaking out. He's like, all about Transformers, and I got to see this, and I want to watch it five times a day and, you know, buy everything that they make. He's crazy about it, and I, I didn't hear about it. That's Oh, wait, maybe I did. That's when he was sad because there wasn't going to be Sam Witwicky. That's oh, what it was. Ew, yeah. he was sad. Kids. Oh, Kids. That was the only thing good about it. Yeah. Well, it, but yeah, you know, he, we found he, he grew up with Sam, so. Oh, sure. Well, I mean, yeah, and I'm a, that's the thing is I am actually a huge Transformers fan. Uh, Holly and I were actually talking about this today. But being a huge Transformers fan, Michael Bay has kind of ruined that. I pulled up the 2014 movies of the year, mm-hmm. and it actually got knocked down to number five. Oh, Guardians beat it out. Oh, good. Hunger Games was number two. Captain America was number three. This is sad. The Lego movie beat it out for number four, and then it's number five. But it's that part it actually beat out The Hobbit. Um, But actually, I like the Lego movie. I thought it was pretty good, so I don't have any complaints about that. Um, I haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. But it does have Batman, so there's that. Yeah. But I I have kids every weekend, so I I watch. Every new every new kids movie that comes out, pretty much. Hey, I have one permanently. I don't have her just on the weekends. Uh, well, does she, you, she doesn't make you watch uh, watch kids movies. Frozen. Oh, she does. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've seen Frozen more times than I care to think about. Yeah, sadly, I, I drive in the car and I find myself singing. Uh, if you want to build a snowman, and then I'll switch to Lego, and I'm like, everything is awesome. And I'm like, oh, these kids, they're ruining me. I know the feeling. (laughs) Um, But uh, I actually, I I have to admit, I have not seen any of the Hobbit movies yet. And I feel bad about it because I really like the book. But um, I I don't know why I just haven't. Well, really, I do know. I was going to watch it with my dad. And we just never got a time to get together and do it because... He's the one who got me into sci-fi and fantasy and stuff, so we tend to watch those kind of things together. But um, is it good? I don't know. I haven't yeah, seen it. I liked it. I oh, liked it. I, I've, I've seen all three parts, and I have the um, extended editions, so I've watched all the stupid appendices. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I like it because I get to see kind of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. I had heard that um, – Everything looks so real that the CG looks super fake. Yes, especially if you go see the high frame rate version. Mm. Like uh, the first, I went and saw the first one at the in theaters with the high frame rate 3D, and it was so real. It was like hyper real, mm-hmm. and that almost took you out of it. It was like uh, the first one is where uh, all the things in the in the uh, the goblin caves happen, where mm-hmm. Uh, Bilbo 
meets Gollum and gets the ring in the first place. Right. And uh, he's like chasing. I think that's the point where it took me out of it, where he's chasing Gollum through these caves. And it's so realistic that you can tell that the caves aren't real. And it looks like kind of like a diorama, like, you know, like you mm-hmm. would build for grade school. Right. Where it's like cardboard. It almost looks like cardboard cardboard cutout set pieces mm. because of how realistic everything looked. Yeah. That's weird. I, that it's, it's too real. So it looks fake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it's has, it's like part of the, like, you know, um, the uncanny Valley robot thing where, um, it, it gets to look too real and it's just weird until it gets past the point where you can't tell the difference, you know? Right. Uh, it's it's kind of like the uh, Final Fantasy movie, <laughs> which was one of those early CGI animated movies. Um, I'm trying to think if, if I know. I don't know. I watch too many things. Is that the one where they're like hunting ghost whales and stuff? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just like, what is going on here? It's in a five dollar <laughs> bin somewhere in a Walmart somewhere in the United States. Yeah. You know, you know, they wanted to capitalize on the games because Final Fantasy VII was one of like the highest grossing RPGs of all time, and those movies were just terrible. That oh, that one in particular, it's like that has nothing to do with the games at all. You just slapped a name on some arbitrary sci-fi script and said Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you on that one. So, so that's so- like Nightwing. <laughs> 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 what was that? <laughs> I said that's like Nightwing because that's. I thought that was our subject. I don't know. It, I it is it, our subject. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked about it too much, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. we, we always wind up on Green Arrow or, or something else. Which... Well, you know, it's hard, it's hard to stay on talking about comics because you have all these shows that have new episodes every week, so it throws you off. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I, I'm gathering you don't like Nightwing? Oh, I do. I do like Nightwing. Oh, okay. uh, uh, it's tough. Um, I I like I like Nightwing, and I I very much respect uh, Dick Grayson because he's the first. He's the the first sidekick that kind of pulled away and became his own person. You know, I mean, like his own hero in an in and away from the original, and uh, like a list so, level too. Yeah, I don't think that anyone had ever done that before. You know, like you look at Bucky for Captain America or you look at any other sidekick. Dick Grayson's the first. He's the first one to become a real hero on his own. Well, even Red Robin doesn't really feel... I mean, I know he is. And with the cartoons like the um, the Teen Titans and, and different cartoons, I know kids probably see him as more of his own independent uh, hero. But he still doesn't even quite feel like he's Nightwing level uh, recognized. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'll agree with that. And that's a nod to Kingdom Come. And I get what they were trying to do with Red Robin. But by keeping the Red Robin name, Mm -hmm. it's like it didn't, you know. I don't know. Nightwing was always a better option, I think. Or I I think... I think it's funny too how they how that Nightwing, not not so much Dick Grayson, but the persona itself has been used by more people than just him. Oh yeah, uh, there was a while, there was a while there where Jason Todd tried to pass himself off as Nightwing, didn't he? 
Yeah, there was, and then, but the the biggest one was uh, Kent when um, Superman's son became Nightwing for a while when Robin took up the oh, yeah, Batman's mantle. Yeah. In the uh, Bottle City, didn't he? Yep. Yeah. Oh, I'm not familiar with that. We weren't really geeky there, but yeah. Oh, no, yeah, good. Be as geeky as you can be, I suppose. And a lot of people forget that <laughs> Lois Lane at one one point was actually for very one episode when her she was with Superman. And Superman's like, you need to wear a disguise, and I guess he had the night. He, this is before even um, Dick Grayson was Nightwing. He actually made her uh, wear the Nightwing costume. Really? Yeah, this was way way early because if you remember, Nightwing is a name derived. Superman named it. It's a, I guess it was some kind of superhero that was on Krypton before it got blown up. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I did not know that. I didn't either, but. Yeah, see so you. Now got... I'm going way nerdy here. No, yeah, good. Because that's, <laughs> that is, yeah, that's, uh, that's DC history that I am unaware of. Hmm. Yeah, it's a, uh, let's see, there was a, was it, oh, Bottle City, the Bottle City of Kandor, uh, they, they got out, right? And uh, and then this became a big deal where Superman's son took on the mantle. Yeah, what was it? Uh, it was that whole thing where they brought in Zod. It was it was kind of a big news deal because they brought Zod into the comics, which he hadn't actually been. Uh, we've had Zod since Superman Two with Christopher Reeves, but Zod had never been in the comics. And then they brought him in, and at the same time, they brought in this kid that was Kryptonian, who became like a adopted son of Lois and Clark. And uh, he started aging at a accelerated rate, and so then they put him with the can uh, the can was it Candor the Candorians. Is that what you call them? Kandorian demon. <laughs> the Kandorian. No, no. That's something else. You know, the folks that live in the Bottle City. And he, uh, he, I think he took on the Nightwing mantle or, or something akin to it. Redbird or Nightwing. Yeah. Well, Chris Kent is the one that takes over before the, the 52 reboot. He was the yes, one that took Chris, over before Chris that. Kent. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about is Chris Kent. And then if you remember, there was also a te- – after uh, – Dick Grayson leaves, uh, was it Bloodhaven? You get that psychopath, was it Tad Reinstead or whatever, becomes him, and then he has to go back after he goes back to, to Gotham to kind of stop him because he was being Nightwing, but like an extreme version, killing people and stuff. That was also in the comics, too. Yeah. So, moral of the story, listeners, comic books are confusing. <laughs> that they, uh, yeah, that they can be. Hash, well, well, hashtag, hashtag, Everyone is Nightwing. <laughs> well, well, you know the, the problem was too is is because he's like, like when you say Gotham, everybody knows Batman. The problem was Nightwing character really traveled all over the place. I mean, he was with Superman. He was with. I mean, just he was just all over the place. He was an Arrow mm-hmm. and all that stuff. He just they tra- he traveled all over the place. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the problem of having a character that floats. Yeah. There was a really interesting interview with the writer who was writing the Nightwing New 52 series. What is his name offhand? It's not Peter J. Tomasi. He's doing Batman and Robin. Um, Maybe it was James Tinian, the the fourth or whoever. But anyway, (laughs) there's a really interesting article with him at one point 
before the Forever Evil stuff, around the time that there was the big um, death of the family storyline in the Mm -hmm. New 52. And he had some really interesting ideas about how he he wanted to take Nightwing and um, kind of separate him further from Batman in that he wanted to really, like, accentuate the fact that he's his own he's his own superhero and he wanted to introduce his own um villains specific to nightwing and that's about the time they took him out of because he had returned to gotham Mm -hmm. uh and then there was a whole bunch of like the death of the death of the family happened and everything went bad for nightwing and he had actually left and was in chicago for a long time and that's about where i fell off of reading it but i guess that was pretty interesting and then Forever Evil happened, and I have a feeling editors put the kibosh on any interesting plans he had for uh, Nightwing. So, yeah. But apparently there were some interesting ideas for, for Nightwing, and he was in Chicago for a while. And I thought that was cool until editorial changed the plans. Yeah. Which is kind of a big issue with every DC title. Mm-hmm. the last year or so. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell you were just reading them that I was they were planning to go one way and then they're like, "Oh, well, now we have another thing where we have to tie in with all these like other comics and change everything that I was planning to do." Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's got to be a giant pain for, for writers. writers. Yeah. Well, I think I think the general problem with his character is I I didn't think I think there was for a while, there was a lack of direction with it. I mean, he was even in New York City for a while, too. And, and I think they just – I think the problem was Dick Grayson had such a power of a name that they said, well, we're trying to build this other comic. Let's throw Nightwing in there and, you know, get some readers. Mm-hmm. So Grayson. Yes. And and there's no Nightwing at all now. No. No. In fact, the last I knew, and I only know this because I read, like, every Batman title um, – Nobody knows Grayson's even alive. He, well, technically he died at the end of Forever Evil. Of course, he, you know, that was momentarily, I think. Um, But as far as everybody knows, you know, Batgirl. um, Even Batman. Well, Batman is aware that he's alive. Because he's Batman. Because he's Batman. Everybody else thinks that Dick Grayson is dead, and that's so that he can go off and be a spy. Nobody knows he's alive. But there's... uh, Fairly frequently, very amusing scenes where Batman will be like addressing everybody in the Batcave, and then they'll leave, and then Grace, uh, Dick Grayson, is like hanging out like up in the darkness, and he'll pop up and be like, "Are they gone?" He'll be like, "Yep." <laughs> well, they all think I'm dead. Just you know, remind the re- readers, and then they'll like he'll have a little friendly chat with Batman, and they disappear. That happens fairly often anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, now, now Randall, you actually you're a big Batman fan. Is there the um? I remember when you watch any of the Batman cartoons and when you watch Batman Beyond, which was a great series, uh, yes. do, they, do they hit on a lot of the tensions between Batman and Dick Grayson or no? Because it seems like even though, like in the Nightwing comics, even though they're, they, they seem to hint on the fact that, yeah, he was mad at Bruce, but he forgives Bruce and their friends. Like, I, I just, I don't really read a ton of Batman, so. Um, in the new stuff, it's it's been pretty much smoothed over. Um, they use that death of the family sto- uh, uh, crossover to like add tension between Batman and everybody. And actually, I think Dick Grayson was one of the first to like let that go. Um, but 
I remember the the old Batman animated series, they did play on that quite a bit when they actually eventually addressed like Dick leaving and becoming Nightwing. Um, as for Batman Beyond, I think Jesse's more uh, more familiar with that than I am. I haven't watched a whole lot of the show. I know I know Dick pops up. In... They're all on Netflix. Yeah? I should watch yeah, the... I, what I've seen is good. I just never Batman Beyond is is excellent. Uh, that no it, no it's hashtag amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. I'll buy that for sure. It's uh, yeah. I have the whole, I have the like special box set series thing because the art, the the writing, yeah. It's it's the greatest bat series that's never been taken seriously. <laughs> I, I agree with you. And they, they they sneak so many things in that only true comic book fans will understand. When he's talking to Barbara, and he's like, he's he's just a. Uh, Terry, he's like, he's like, if you want hostility, go look up Dick Grayson sometime. Yes. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And they actually, um, they brought, they brought back Batman Beyond in a miniseries and you got to see, uh, Dick Grayson, uh, in that universe. And, uh, so, uh, is it Terry? Terry and Dick got to, uh, kind of hash out like why you shouldn't trust Bruce. And that was epic. Oh, interesting. That, yeah. They brought in uh, Hush, or or it's supposed to be Hush. And that was fun to see a, a Batman Beyond version of Hush. Let, let me tell you, that, I agree with you, Jesse. That is one series that they they didn't take seriously, and it didn't get the credit it deserved because it was on during Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, yeah. That was, it was probably one of the best ones post the original, you know, as as far as the... The original Batman Beyond, or the original Batman animated series goes. Uh, and, and this didn't get the push it deserved because it was overshadowed. That was when, like, the 90s, back when Pokemon was huge and Pokemon just overshadowed it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, he just comes in with a sound. Indiscri- hashtag indiscriminate sound. <laughs> <laughs> it was very discriminate. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> We're going to get one of these to trend. <laughs> Dreadlip? Uh, what? That should have... Uh, I don't know why that didn't take I, did, I don't think I hit it hard enough. I posted like six or seven times the first day, and then I kind of dropped it. But uh, Dreadlip, we'll, we'll push it. 2015, year, <laughs> year of the hashtag Dreadlip. Yeah, yeah. Especially if they come out with... They, what they need to do is come out with a sequel. So that'll be a foregone conclusion. 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 Speaking of a dread sequel, I come across a petition the other day that was hosted on the 2000 AD website to make a dread sequel, and I signed it. But uh, so you know, there's people that are trying to make it happen, but I'm I don't know. I guess that didn't do very well in the box office. So are they gonna course, bring Stallone back? No, no, no. no. Did you see? <laughs> did, <laughs> Uh, although he does a great dreadlip, I will give him the dreadlip. Yes, indeed, yes. <laughs> Sadly enough, it would probably get quite a boost. Yeah. <clears throat> Box but they got to get Fergie back. Uh, what's his name? That actor that played the comic relief in the first one. Oh, oh. Snyder? Snyder? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the only redeeming quality of that whole movie was Rob Snyder's comedy. The Dreadster. Dreaderino. Making copies. He's like, he's, oh, like, he's like, you need to... 
You need to give us some cover fire. I've never shot a gun before. What kind of a criminal are you? <laughs> you have 21 seconds to run through that pipe. Oh, really? Anybody ever make it? No, but the theory is a good idea, isn't it? Oh, don't even – I can recite 50 lines from that movie. Rob Re- Schneider was great. Really? I've, I've, I've only seen that maybe once way back. Way well, back. Yeah, but you have to realize that Rob Schneider is – in that movie, Rob Schneider was a computer hacker at a time when computer hacking really wasn't mainstream yet. And being somebody that was like, in, like you know, a computer person and going to college, it was like, this is awesome. The guy can hack an ATM with like a microwave. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was uh, Rob Schneider and Johnny Lee Miller. Those were the two people that could hack computers. <laughs> and Hugh Jackman and Swordfish. Yeah, yes. Yeah, even when he's distracted. By yes. okay, you, okay. Yeah. Somebody knows the scene. Yeah, I know the scene. <laughs> I think anybody that's anybody remembers that scene. That was a huge movie in two thousand and one. It was, wasn't it? It's mm-hmm. so strange. I mean, I I don't remember it being a bad movie, but it, it was kind of big. Well, it's that was coming off the cusp of the the Kevin Mitnick um, when he got busted. The the world's most infamous hacker. Okay. That was coming right off the cusp of that. And I mean, it, the timing couldn't have been better for Hollywood, and that movie just took off like a rocket. Is Halle Berry's boobs? That's what did it. Halle yeah, I was just—I was going to say that Beebs. too. Beebs. I was trying to keep it clean. I was told by Randall, "You got to keep it clean." So. Well, we can talk about adult things. We just—I usually just clean up the language afterwards, if need be. I'm sorry. Her if, if mammary okay, glands—is that better? That sounds worse. If okay. they had. If they had Kevin Mitnick's uh, mullet, maybe that would have been more distracting. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the funny thing is, too, they they busted him only like a few, like, I think it was like a month or two before that movie came out. So that was like a hot topic. So it was just perfect for Hollywood. Yeah. (laughs) Good timing. Unfortunate for him, but good timing. Mm. Yeah, that was that was a great that was a great movie. But yeah, I, I liked Snyder in, in the Judge Dredd movies. I know a lot of people that are comic book fans of Dredd don't like the movie, but I I thought it was kind of funny. It had that Demolition Man feel to it too. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, I think and I haven't really watched. Uh, I've watched it more than once, but I don't. I haven't watched it a lot. But I think I sometimes confuse the two in my head. Demolition Man and Judge Dredd. Yeah. Because they're what were the, similar to yeah. What, what are the release dates? Because I think they didn't have a whole lot of gap between the two. Yeah, they'd have to be around the same time period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just there were so many great. When you look at that movie now, like when you think of like what they expected the future to be and what it is now, they were way off. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I should be driving my flying car to Mars right now. If things went the way they were supposed to go from future movies in my childhood. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Wait, wait, wait. First of all, you'll only be eating at a Taco Bell, listening, driving there, listening to show tunes if you listen to Demolition Man. Yep. Yeah. Taco Bell's upscale. Well, then. <laughs> we're fancy. <laughs> yeah, and, we're... But, and, and again. And the Cubs have a chance at the World Series in yeah. uh, Back to the Future, so there yeah. we go. You, but Rob, Rob Schneider was in that too, and if ever he's like, when, when uh, Dan, uh, was it Wesley Snipes was going crazy? Rob Schneider's like, "We're police officers. We're not trained to handle this kind of violence." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. You know what though? Demolition Man did have something close to prediction mm-hmm. when they made the joke about Arnold Schwarzenegger being the president 
Yeah. And the only yes. reason the Arnold hasn't hadn't run for hasn't run for president is because he wasn't born here. Yeah. He's but he wanted to. He was shooting for it, but you know. Yeah. Robin Williams had a great bit about that. He said he goes California elects an Austrian governor with a 65% Hispanic population. The guy he was running against was Hispanic. Really? Really? I did not realize <laughs> yes. that. Yes. Wow. Wow. Have have you guys seen any of Arnold's movies since he retired from pol- politics and went back to Hashtag movies? get to the chopper. Get, get to the <laughs> chopper. Ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> See, I, I feel like I'm – I hate to say this. I feel like I'm, I'm used to hosting my own show. So you just got to keep throwing this crazy stuff out just to keep the conversation going. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's how it is when you do it by yourself. You just got to – Yeah. Yeah, I know Randy's always like, I talk too much. And I'm like, but you talk because we stop talking and you don't want it to be quiet. That's why you keep talking. So it's okay if you dominate the conversation a little bit. And that is from doing EMG by by myself where I got to constantly make sound or else there's no podcast happening. (laughs) Right. Yeah, well, Randall, I've had a lot of like words to say about me hosting my own show by myself. He said it was like an art. So I appreciate that. Oh, it is. It is because you do it well. I would just recycle the same thing over and over, but you actually have like content that you, and you're doing it weekly. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah, it is. At technology, at the technology org. <laughs> that's right. Hashtag tech geek. Yeah. 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 Number uh, one right now. Trending worldwide. Trending. Trending. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I'm going to tweet it right now. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I don't know when you guys you guys want to wrap it up soon. Okay. Well, it is it is seven fifteen my time. Oh yeah, this has gone on. This has gone on so this has gone way longer than I expected. What time did you guys start? Um, a little after I was five? having computer problems, so it was oh. after yeah. Oh, so I, I did five oh eight. I didn't show up too late then, huh? Our, well, we've been recording for an hour and forty five minutes. Okay. So it's actually it's almost regular Grolic's length. Well, I felt bad. I thought you guys were starting at four, and I was like. Oh crap! It's after five, and I'm just now on my way home. Well, we we did start a little ways after four, but like I said, I had computer audio issues, mm-hmm. so that set set us back a bit. Sure, you are. You're watching something on TV. You didn't want to stop. Yeah, <sighs> I had to like. You dust, was cleaning off the DVR box. I had to dust the uh, the potato chip crumbs off of me and <laughs> drag myself off the couch. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm actually. I've been running. I've been kind of busy today. I've cleaned up the house a little bit. Um, the bathroom looks nicer. In case you're curious. Yeah, I was gonna say. Wait, what did you clean up? Because I, I picked. <laughs> I had to hook all this equipment up. Yeah. Um, but also Hashtag domestic. Uh, yeah. White people problems. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, again, thank you, Brandon, for being on the show with us. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Matt, I appreciate it. I think we had more fun than we should. <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty cool. It's, it's been, been a really fun episode. This is this is nerd night. Hashtag nerd night, Jesse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Anybody interested in my show, thetechnologygeek.org. It's posted every week on Friday night. Uh, we have you know open lines and all that. Uh, I want to thank you guys for having me on the show. Well, yes. thank, thanks for being on the show. It's been a pleasure. It has. It's been very fun. Mm-hmm. Yes. And to everybody else, I don't have a regular sign off. Have have a good have a good time. Yeah.
recording and i have the time i'll like to jump on again you guys are a fun group to hang out with oh yeah. well thank you yeah it's awesome it's always it's always fun to have extra people on yeah for sure yes so. i give you credit you're the only woman on the show so you gotta you know you have tough jobs so. i got i gotta i gotta amp up my awesomeness <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly uh you just have to maintain your awesomeness oh, oh that's thank nice uh, she she breathes she she elevates the show. Oh yeah, she breathes. So because because I can say boobs and not have to feel weird about it. <laughs> <laughs> Spelled b e w b s. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm not touching that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, that's what she said. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 